Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. The beat goes on. The beat goes on. Keep pounding a rhythm to the brain la da 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 dee la da 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 Charleston was once the rage Well, 
Well, good afternoon, everybody. It is a little after 5 o'clock, Wednesday afternoon, uh, 30th of August, 2017. That means it's perfect time for a cup of joe. My name is Joe Grumbine, and I am the host of this little show, and this is a quirky little show that um, isn't particularly politically correct. Um, tries to be as commonsensical as can be, which, as we know, common sense is not so common. Um, able to go anywhere we need to go, able to do anything we need to do in the context of this show. This is a podcast, which means I'm not limited to FCC rules. Um, I can say shit if I want to, and nobody can do anything to me. So I try to keep this somewhat family-friendly, but the world isn't particularly family-friendly, so sometimes uh, we have to get a little rough and raw to to accent a point. Um, we got a little hiccup today, and I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but when we created this show, um, somehow we created it for, I think, 15 minutes rather than two hours, as it was intended. Um, this has happened before, and I pretty sure we can keep going into overtime for at least an hour and maybe even longer but i don't really remember how long they'll give us overtime so technically there's nine minutes 55 seconds left in this show but i'm very confident that we'll be able to go the distance or at least a good chunk of it um got a really big show planned but as we know this uh community of ours often doesn't show up on time and doesn't necessarily uh make it to the meeting when it's supposed to. I don't know how many meetings we've ever had where everybody showed up on time. However, slowly but surely, we're heading in that direction. So since I don't have any of my guests on the line yet, you guys get to listen to me for a minute. Um, If this show goes as planned, we have Adam Asenberg from Spokane, Washington. He's going to be online and talking about his federal lawsuit, and uh, he's interesting individual and uh, has overcome all kinds of health concerns and and issues and uh, um, beat the government once and he's taken it to their court. He's got a federal lawsuit pending right now and I understand he has some information to update us with. I'm kind of looking forward to that. To those who are listening right now, one of the things that we've been able to do to get this uh, information to more people is to share the link of the show onto social media, Facebook in particular. Um, So I'm not really going to be able to do that today, but hopefully I can get some of you all to do that. And all you've got to do is just take one of the links that we've shared already and um, bump it around. Let's, Let's see how many people we can get. My vice president of the Human Solution, Lisa Wooldridge, injured herself. And uh, the last several episodes, she's been gracious enough to do a Facebook live stream. And that live stream's been fairly popular. Uh, It's gotten a lot more um, viewings than the show on, on the air has. So I unfortunately will not be able to do that today, but... Again, if we share this link and let people know how to reach this show, they'll be able to. And remember always, these shows are archived, so if you missed it once, you can come back and listen to it. Um, If you want to call into the show today and any other day, you just pick up the phone, dial 646-929-2495, or 
Again, you can follow the link on Facebook or on the website at thsintl.org. I'm going to start off this show. Let's see. Oh, well, let's go through. I'm a little scattered right now because I actually have notes. You guys don't want me to work off of notes because they screw me up. So we got Adam Asenberg, uh, Sharon Raybert, and Bobby Rodrigo are supposed to be calling in, talking about the new coalition that we're building. Um, if they don't, I will. Uh, Mark Pedersen, he's got a uh, case in Colorado going on, and uh, he was a caregiver and still is a caregiver and quite an advocate and um, facing felony charges in Colorado where it's legal. Go figure that one out. Michelle Button's going to be online. I know she'll be on because she just checked in. Um, she's got some exciting news to share with us, and I'm very much excited to uh, have her share it. It's a human solution success story, as we love to tell them. And then Tom Corby, of course, will be here with the NorCal report. I believe that uh, some new cases are popping up as well. So if you want to talk on the phone or on, on, the, on this show, um, when you give a call, again, to 646-929-2495, uh, let our screener, our amazing non-compliant Mary, uh, know what you want to say or, or let you at least have something you want to say. And if you're listening on the show and something interesting comes up or something that pisses you off or excites you or inspires you to say something, just hang up and call back and tell Mary, hey, I've got something to say. And that's the way we have to do it. It's a little bit of a primitive situation here, but you know what, we do with what we can, and we've been able to take this medium and turn it into quite a substantial one. All right, we are doing a contest. Last week we pulled a, a winner from uh, the letter writing contest, and that had to do with Michelle Button and Dolores Halbin um, and the people that wrote letters. We had a winner. We shipped out a prize to our winner last week. Well, one of the things that we're working on right now, I don't know if you all – have paid attention enough, but I've talked a lot about um, the human solution, the history of it, the, the past, the growth and the shrinking and the problems that we've dealt with and, and how we've overcome these problems. And one of the things that has, I don't know, been a common thread when the human solution is at its best and at its strongest and doing the good work of ending prohibition and standing up for people's civil liberties is we have this solidarity ribbon. It's a little green ribbon with a little red cross on it. And it's a symbol that um, we stand together. We stand together as one. We stand together for one purpose. We stand together for each other. Um, one of the things that, and I've talked about this many times, but I'll continue to talk about it because I think it's just that important. One of the things that separates this organization from probably every other one is that when you get a hold of us or you reach out to us, with very few exceptions, We'll get back to you, and we'll talk to you. We'll listen to you. We'll let you know where you sit in this problem you have because, I don't know, 97% of all the people that call us need something. They they have a problem. They come to us because they think we can help. And when the other 3% call, call us because they want to help. Um, so, you know, hopefully we can shift that around a little bit. But the bottom line is, when people call us and they say, hey, I got busted, I, I just had my kid taken away, I just lost my job, I just lost my property, I just um, lost my spouse, whatever it is, the thing that you lost because of prohibition and the war on drugs, we'll say, well, you know what, we've been there, we've been where you are, we know how it feels, and, and we're here for you. And most of the time, just that alone, just that one little thing 
and then following through with it, of course, makes us special. Uh, I, I could call any nonprofit organization probably in the world for any various reason, and the likelihood of me reaching an individual or having somebody call me back that actually gives a damn about the reason I called is probably pretty slim. Um, it's been my experience in the world, and it's just the way it is. So um, it's it's a special thing, and this ribbon that we have is a symbol of, of this. And so what we've done, I again, last week I talked about this a long time ago. Somebody told me, if you want to get people to come, you know, bribe them, give them stuff. And I said, okay, I'm cool with that. Let's have contests. Um, everybody loves a friendly contest. And so our contest is a solidarity ribbon picture contest. And the simpleness of it is you get a ribbon and you put it on yourself or you put it somewhere and you take a picture of it. And we'll go through this, uh, the submissions of this. And we're going to allow for some uh, voting and um, at the end of the show, or probably an hour into the show, because I don't know how long it's actually going to go, um, I'll select a winner. And it'll be somewhat subjective, because that's what I get to do. Um, so the the site that these pictures are on are uh, the Human Solution Facebook group picture, or group page. And unfortunately... I think somebody sent the pictures to the wrong place, the ones that I'm pulling from today. So I don't know if this is going to work, but we do have some. If you go to the Facebook group page, and it's the-human-solution. No, it's not. It's 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 a Facebook thing. Just look up the Human Solution Public Group and um, scroll around. And any picture that you see on it, um, I don't know how the hell are we going to vote for this. They're giving me a 90-second warning here, so hopefully uh, this thing will continue on as it's supposed to. Um, anyways, click on this link, share it, and uh, that will at least let me know that the vote has been cast, and you don't have to even say anything. Share it back to that back to that page. Um, and meanwhile, we're going to continue on. We have a lot of things going on right now. Uh, we got a huge hurricane going on in Texas, or at least the aftermath of a hurricane. I guess it's over in Louisiana now. Texas is a place that has been historically um, unpleasant to our our cause. Texas is one of those places that you do not want to get busted in. Texas is, Texas is a place where people have gotten uh, ridiculous sentences for relatively small amounts of cannabis. Or large amounts of cannabis really doesn't matter. But Texas is a place you don't want to be. You don't want to get pulled over. You'll get profiled. You'll get pulled over. You'll get um, searched. You'll get uh, found, and you'll get charged and possibly arrested and sentenced. Um, it's historically been a place that has been really hostile to the cannabis community. But you know. When that's happening and the sheriffs that are involved and the governors and all the law enforcement people, and hopefully we'll, we're still on the air because technically we're overtime right now, um, they talk about cannabis and drugs as, as this blight, as this thing that's dragging society down and the dangers of it and the, all of that. And they make it important when they bust a uh, – 
somebody when they seize some property or seize some cannabis or they uh, do whatever it takes, you know, whatever it is that they do, um, they make it important. They make it seem as though um, this person or people were really a, a scourge. They were they were really a um, a problem. But what happens is a real problem comes around, like a hurricane, and real issues happen, like people are losing their homes and dying and drowning and having their um, their animals die and, and just the horrors of what's going on over there. And I don't have confirmation of this, but I haven't heard any stories that would reflect the opposite. I'll bet you there's not one person in the whole state of Texas that's gotten busted for pot in the last week. Now, I know that this is sort of, you know, it's a, there's horrors going on right there. How could I talk about this? But the truth is, why? Why is that? If somebody were to be stealing from another, um, they'd probably still have an issue. If somebody were raping another, they'd probably still have an issue. If somebody were were killing or hurting or beating or whatever, any other, you know, real crime, you'd probably still get arrested and somehow um, gone through the legal system. But my guess is that with all of the horrors that are going on, if you were to um, be found and had some pot in your hand or sitting there probably smoking a joint up on your rooftop as the river goes by that used to be your road, my guess is nobody would do anything about it. Now, I just got to stop and think about this. Why is it so damn important when the world's running smooth to put an end to it because it's such a hazard, such a such a scourge. Um, but yet when there's a real problem, all of a sudden nobody's paying attention. Um, and if somebody can reach out to Michelle Button and apologize to her. I don't I guess the guest cannot show cannot call in now. Everybody that's online please don't hang up because you won't be able to get back in because we are um over time. So if somebody could reach out to Michelle and just let her know that that's what happened. Um, we're, we're unable to take calls right now, and I don't know that there's anything we can do about it. So the callers we have on are the callers that will be our guests, and um, we'll have somewhat of a limited show today. Um, but no big deal. Next week we'll continue where we left off, and um, it'll, be, it'll be just as good as anything. It'll teach people to call in on time, I guess. Um, so anyways, I just want you to think about that as, as we're – battling for decriminalization as we're battling to end prohibition and so many people are battling for legalization um, just to realize that uh, the truth is it's not that big of a deal it really typically doesn't cause any hardship or harm to anybody no matter how much you're growing no matter how many plants you have no matter what it is you're doing no matter who you sold it to or transported it or traded for whatever it is that you did, it typically isn't that big of a deal. And I wonder if we were to all get onto the same page with this and, and, and have that understanding and bring that conversation to our elected officials, maybe we could just get past this and just let it go. You know, we talked about last week on the show about laws that are not enforced, and um, this should be one of them. Every cannabis law should be just a law that's not enforced. It should just be one that uh, um, just 
is nothing. Even though it's on the books, even if you could get in trouble for it, it should be archaic and arcane and nothing should happen. Oh, we lost uh, a caller. We had somebody that wanted to talk and they dropped off. I'm sorry for that. I will continue talking as much as I need to. So hopefully uh, if I bore you and you hang up, I, you can't call back today. Maybe next week will be better. Um, okay, so let's continue on. Michelle Button is going to call in, but she can't call in now because of the show being scheduled off. But she was going to tell us about uh, her victory. And one of the things that, you know, she's been a guest on the show many times as she was going through this, this case. And next week I'll let her tell the story because, again, this show is somewhat um, compromised. We're going to uh, let her tell the whole story, but uh, she ended up getting a total victory. She got, I think it was uh, a year probation, um, some small amount of community service, and after she's done with it all, it's going to be erased from her, from her case. She's not going to have a, a criminal record. And in North Carolina, um, the the odds of that having happened were just ridiculously small. And the fact that so many people rose up and wrote these letters, and the fact that Michelle Button stood up and um, advocated for herself. You know, she connected with Becca, and Becca walked her through the process. She called into the show. We talked about her case. She took the initiative. She created a, a page to deal with her, her case. She um, reached out multiple times. We got letters written on her behalf. The letters got sent to her. She actually assembled them into a binder, very professionally done. She was a proactive. She was fearless. She was willing and ready to fire her attorney if she needed to. Um, she wasn't going to back down. She was going to take a jury trial if they weren't going to cooperate. And you know what? That's just right out of our playbook. She followed our you know, our, our plan A all the way down to the line. And, and even though she has to go through a year's probation, she walks away clean. And she could have had a felony, multiple felonies, and she could have served years in prison over this in in, in a different time and have maybe had she not put in such an effort. Um, that's what the Human Solution is all about. You know, that is what this is all about. All right, here we go. we got Craig Cecil calling in from Terre Haute, Indiana, federal prison. Uh, where he is serving a life sentence for cannabis. And so we got 15 minutes with Craig. Let's see what he has to say. Hello, Craig. How's it going? Hello, Joe. How are you doing Welcome today? From, uh, well, it's cloudy Terre Haute, Indiana. <laughs> Well, it 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 might be cloudy where you're at. It's about 105 degrees where I'm at, and at least oh. at least you're not underwater. That's true. That's true. At least we see 105 here very seldom. <laughs> One of the small advantages to living in the middle of a cornfield, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, we've got um, California's under a scourge right now. It's uh, it was getting up to 110 in some spots. And it's not going to let up. But you know what? Just just about an hour ago, um, we we get these weird little cloud flurries every once in a while. And um, 
we got a little rain shower out of nowhere, and it cooled everything down, and uh, it, at least we got a, a moment of, of uh, reprieve there. Well, that's cool. I remember when it was probably back in the 90s, Chicago stayed about 106 for a week, and they were actually putting refrigerated trucks on the street corners to collect all the dead bodies. I mean, it's just... <laughs> It's just something we're not accustomed to. No, no, it's really not. So, you know, um, we had a little glitch with the show today, and I had a bunch of guests that were supposed to be calling in, but they're not able to call. But one of the guests, um, we had a, we had a, one of our members had a case in North Carolina, and she, um, <coughs> She was facing multiple felony counts, and she came to us, and we walked her through the whole idea of how to rally support, and uh, we got a whole bunch of letters written on her behalf, and um, she just got a victory. She was able to to walk away with a year, one-year probation, uh, 24 hours of community service, and when it's all done, it's going to be removed from her record. She's not even going to have a record. Well, at least this one did this time. I mean, you know, she stood up to them, and she was going to take it to a trial. And she knew she had the support of our organization and its members behind her. And, uh, you know, she really followed our, our, our playbook strongly, and it worked, you know. And it's just we're trying to, you know, build some momentum. On the other hand, in, um, in uh, Michigan, we had a guy that just got sentenced. Um, and he was fighting, you know, Michigan is a really horrible spot. They've had a law in the books for a long time, but we've had more cases out of Michigan, probably almost as many as out of California. And this guy just got sentenced to some strange, I don't quite understand it, but it's like from three to 30 years. And it had to do with the fact that he had previous convictions for pot. Um, you know, and then we got another guy in Colorado who's supposed to be on the show, but, again, um, we're not able to do calls today, but he's got a case in Colorado, multiple felonies for making oil for patients, you know, and, and it's all happening in places where people just, you know, don't believe it could happen. Well, of course, because, you know, medical marijuana is very prevalent in Michigan, and, uh, of course, there's recreational marijuana in, in Colorado, and people just can't understand that it's still a crime. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's why my push is, is, you know, with the bill put in by Cory Booker or one of the myriad of other bills that are before the uh, Judiciary Committees and uh, all chambers of Congress, you know, we should be able to get one to the floor, one that actually gets to the floor for a vote or at least for a debate on the floor. Because I think if the public sees these things, they're going to help the, hold the Congress, you know, the, their individual congressmen responsible for how their states uh, have, you know, uh, held marijuana. And what is it, 30 or 31 states now have, you know, decided to have medical marijuana. So really they're their fears of marijuana, you know, aren't there, and their desire to have marijuana 
it's quite clear. Well, and and I think you're right. I think with every with every session of Congress, there's more and more legislation being introduced that actually go to the Controlled Substances Act. You know, in the past, there's been legislation that you know defunded this or or limited that, but to actually go after the Controlled Substances Act, that's the source of the problem. If we can, you know, and people just don't get it. You know, remember, we we passed a constitutional amendment to end prohibition of alcohol. We would never in a million years with the division of the nation today be able to pass a constitutional amendment for anything. And and yet we had the will, you know, way back when to do it. This is just a damn law. All we have to do is pass a law like the tens of thousands of other laws that have been passed throughout the years. In the war on drugs and all of the controlled substance laws have really proved to fail. And, you know, since their enactment back in the 1970s, drugs have not been called from a federal prison. Drugs have become, you know, more pure and more widely distributed and, you know, in many cases cheaper. So even for the drugs that, you know, people would want to remain uh, illegal, such as heroin or crack or, you know, cocaine, you know, the, the federal laws just don't work. It just, and marijuana goes to the other extreme is not only has federal laws not stopped the prevalence of marijuana in the United States, the people have actually directly spoken on They voted in all these states uh, for, you know, to allow either medical or recreational marijuana. And all we need to, to do is get that to the fore. And you know I've complained before that I think we have to send a little bit more of a package to them than just say, you know, deregulate or, you know, remove this from the Control Substance Act. And I think my suggestion is that something that would be maybe palatable to the, uh, to the Congress and to the, con the individual congressmen is make a provision that is removed from the Controlled Substance Act with the caveat that each state has to make a decision of whether to have it legal in their state or illegal. Not that it's just thrown at them until they criminalize it, but, you know, that the states do have to decide and they do have to hear from the people what should their state do. And I, I think that, you know, uh, to me that, that would seem as though it could, re you know, get support from either side of the political spectrum. Well, you know, there's a bill that's been in Congress since 2013, and a Republican by the name of Dana Rohrabacher posted it or, or submitted it, and it was uh, the, the um, respect states' rights or respect state marijuana law, rights law of 2013, and, and it essentially said what you just said, let the states decide. And in any, and what it did is it was five lines that it just said, in except in states that have made provisions for this, and it just basically opened up the Tenth Amendment the way it should be, and said, hey, states get to do what they need, except for in matters of interstate commerce and national defense. Um, it's up to the state to take care of itself. And I agree. It's college from a federal prison. As I look out the window here at Indiana, Indiana has some of the harshest marijuana laws 
and they may not want to allow marijuana as our state. But right next door on the, on the north is Michigan that has allowed it, and Illinois on the other side that has allowed it. So, I mean, it, that is a state's rights issue, and that's, you know, the opportunity to allow the people to speak, just as they did with the uh, prohibition amendments, both when they put the prohibition in place and when they voted to remove it a few years later. Exactly. I mean, even go back further to the suffragette movement, where we had women that couldn't vote, you know, and, and it was the same sort of thing. They had to get enough states to get behind that right to, to allow for it to happen. Well, guess what? You know, it's it figured out. They figured it out, and now everybody at least gets a vote. I agree, and I mean, that system we can see in gambling. Gambling has, you know, been state regulated, and uh, it works. We don't have casinos all over in uh, Illinois, where I'm from, but they do in Nevada. And for both states, that's what the people want. It's appropriate. Exactly. I mean, and, and ultimately, our our rule of law should have more to do with the will of the people than just some, um, you know, lobby lobby funded uh, legislation. Yes, I'm afraid that if they can get this uh, before the Congress, you are going to get some people spending a lot of lobbyist money. <laughs> They're trying to corner the market on uh, marijuana, so... Well, that's a whole other conversation, the the, the the financial uh, ramifications of all of this. But, you know, it's interesting. I was listening to the news the other day, and I, I try to avoid the news for the most part because it's just so... It's really not news anymore. It's, it's more agenda-driven and so biased, depending on what you're listening to. Um, you know, it, there's not any real journalism anymore, it doesn't seem. But one of the things that I caught was a statement by Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General, and he was specifically talking about renewing the interest in the war on drugs. And I just thought to myself, what a step backwards. But I also thought about you when he said that. I said, you know what, maybe that's enough of a bonehead move that will, will incite some blowback from our side. And I think it's pretty been well proven the war on drugs didn't work. I mean, good to give up. Well, I mean, and, and, and it's... Out before. Go ahead. No, especially since he chose that term. You know, I, if he was to rebrand it and maybe try to resell it, I would say, you know, whatever, you got a chance. But he just dug it back up out of the old playbook and, and you know, washed it off and threw it out there again. I just thought that was... It was it was brazen and not too bright. Yeah, and, and like I say, our current laws uh, makes marijuana a worse crime than a violent crime. And uh, as a violent crime, assault with a deadly weapon inflicting serious uh, physical harm under the federal laws carries up to 20 years in prison. Distribution of marijuana carries life. Yeah, <laughs> Distribution it's... Distribution of, of nuclear weapon materials carries up to 15 years. Now, what would be, you know, least desirable to have your neighbor doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Well, you know, when we first opened up the show today, we were talking, I was talking about, you know, the floods in Texas. And Texas is historically a really hostile place for, for cannabis. And a lot of people have done a lot of prison time for, for marijuana use. And I'll bet you not a single person this week has gotten busted for pot in Texas. Well, that's just it. You know, when something really important happens, all of a sudden this gets put into perspective. And I just think that's an important thing to think about as we move forward back into a world where we're not getting flooded or burning or whatever the hell natural disaster is happening this week. And then as soon as something real happens, it's all hands on deck. We have an emergency. We have to deal with some real problems. And I think that that's kind of, you know, that's that's something that I think we should address in, in real time. Well, you got your first beep already there, Craig. Prohibition. 
it might just be a good thing. Um, so, yeah, we just got uh, Adam just tried to call in too. God dang it! All right, <laughs> we're gonna keep on marching here. Sometimes these things get frustrating. Um, anyways, if you have a case, uh, reach out to us. We can help you satisfy your community service hours. Next month, we have a board meeting. Uh, the Human Solution has one board meeting every month. I mean, every year that is our compliance meeting. We have several meetings along the way, um, but this one we've decided to open up to um, leadership people that have been leadership, um, people that are chapter coordinators or have been chapter coordinators or wish to be chapter coordinators. We're going to be opening up our um, board meeting to you. It's a conference call. We, the board members are, are scattered across the nation, and um, at this point, being unfunded, and we we don't have a budget to travel everybody to one place, we, we do the best we can, and we do it through a conference call. And so well, we're going to uh, open this up to the folks that really want to be part of it, um, that are, you know, active members and that are either part of leadership or wish to be, uh, to join this conversation, um, to join this board meeting, and we'll offer a spot for you to participate and uh, um, give your thoughts to it. So if you're interested in this, uh, send me a message. Uh, I'm easy to reach. Um, or send it to the Human Solution. Let it be known that you want to participate in the, um, in the board, upcoming board meeting. Jury Rights Day is coming up. September 5th, this is a Tuesday. Um, we've got a package coming to us from the headquarters chapter. I believe Georgia, um, uh, Kim Smith from our Southern Style chapter has uh, filed for uh, materials. And we just received, um, I don't know, I think we got 5,000 postcards that are our jury notification, jury rights postcard that we created in conjunction with PJA. And so if anybody wants these um, or some materials, I have some excess materials, I will send them to you. Just reach out and let me know that you're going to be doing some jury rights work. I know um, Kirsten was on the show and really laid down a good foundation for how to participate, but people um, always make it difficult for us and we want to make it easy for you so if you're willing to go out anywhere and participate we'll we'll get you some stuff i as long as i've got a day or two notice i can probably get it to you if if you're in the continental u.s so get a hold of me we've got plenty of these brochures or not brochures we have actually some of our new brochures as well um but our postcards we have lots of them um all right well tom corby's off and you know, we were going to talk about the coalition, and I think I'm just going to just going to preface our conversation a little bit. Um, the definition of a coalition is uh, a group of people, groups, or countries that have joined together for a common purpose. And I think that that's such a simple and elegant way to uh, talk about it. Um, coalitions work; they work. They work every single time. Um, the cannabis movement is unfortunately uh, horribly weakened because of people's human nature and egos and personal beefs and 
and whatever, splintering off and starting your own thing. And every time somebody decides to, um, you know, leave a group and go start their own thing, more often than not, it weakens the movement because now instead of some strong elements that represent a lot of people, there's a bunch of little ones that are competing for the same air to breathe. And I watch, you know, time after time a group starts getting strong, and it doesn't matter what group it is or what they're representing or trying to do. Any group that stands up strong enough will bring in strong people to them, and those strong people at one point will have differences, and at one point the differences will turn into conflict, and the conflict turns into separation. And every single time that happens, we get weaker. It's just unfortunately the way it is. Very seldom is there strength in division. You know, divided we fall. United we stand. And then it's it's really a powerful statement. When we stand together, we rise up and we get what we want. And, you know, if you look at our government, it's a coalition. You know, you've got multiple branches of government working together for some common goal. It doesn't matter how corrupt it is. It doesn't matter how... Um, how inefficient it is doesn't matter how bogged down it is it doesn't matter how how um how dysfunctional it is look at our congress for god's sake and yet it's a it's a coalition the government gets what it get what it wants gets what it wants much more so than we the people get what we want because we are unable to stand up and be united enough to be heard and and, and to let it be known Look at our military. Our military is a coalition. We have the Army, Air Force, uh, Navy, Marines, National Guard, all different branches of, of military. That's a coalition. When you need this kind of support, you call in that group. When you need that group, you need you call in the other one. But together, it's the U.S. military. And you can go on and on and on. And every which way you look at it, when we have a coalition of 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 groups, of people, of nations, of, of parties, it's kind of unstoppable. You know, you look at our two-party system in America, and it's uh, as much as it's it's polar opposites, a coalition, because these two parties have effectively kept everybody else out. There has not been a third party for a long time that's ever been able to do anything. Certainly not in our lifetimes, and I don't know what it's going to take to break through that. You know, you think about, and we'll, I typically don't get all, you know, current political on things, but I'm going to throw this point out. The reason Donald Trump is president is not because he was the best candidate. It wasn't because he was a Republican, and it certainly wasn't, you know, the reason he's president is because both parties suck so bad, and they couldn't raise a candidate. We decided, America decided enough that it was worth to have somebody that you know wasn't wasn't the norm wasn't part of this and and you know as much as many 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 people think that that was a horrible choice i look at our alternatives and i think personally unfortunately i don't know if it would have been any better i don't think it would have i think it would have been different but i don't think it would have been better i think it's going to be really difficult for us to break out of this but i think that the climate is right it's a perfect storm right there is enough dissatisfaction with the current state of being that coalitions can form and when coalitions form we can do anything okay and the human solution is working really hard to coalesce to to 
to work with similar uh, similar-minded people and organizations. And we've been bringing people together. We've been bringing groups together that are not necessarily cannabis-minded, that are that are civil rights-minded, civil liberties, human freedom, human rights. Um, you know, these are all common threads. None of these things would think that prohibition is a good idea. And obviously that's where, we're, you know, our our battle is today, but certainly the human solution doesn't say anything about cannabis. It, it, it has to do with human rights, and I can't wait for the day when we're, we're, we're going after something else because we've already beat this one. Um, so I just want to talk about how important building coalitions are and, and the importance of unity, the strength of unity, and it doesn't really matter so much if you disagree with uh, somebody in your group or if you, you know, think that that person's a jerk or that person's you know crooked or whatever the hell the problem is think about the bigger picture maybe and 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 rise up above it and maybe find a way to keep your group together or find a way to join a group that that is growing or find a way to to bring your group to work with another group find a way to get our numbers to be bigger rather than to shrink the way they've been doing um in in all across the the movement even though on a lot of levels people think that the cannabis movement has gotten so big. Cannabis industry is getting big, that's for sure. But the cannabis movement, unfortunately, is, is you know broken into a hundred million pieces. And you know, aside from passing some legislation here and there, um, people are still getting busted, even in places where we passed it. People aren't standing up for each other in the way that they should. This should be. As as much as people stand up when there's a natural disaster and there are me- true victims, thousands and hundreds and thousands of true victims, the same thing happens with the war on drugs. And I think if we could recognize it for what it is, we would stand together in the same way. And I think that we could be effective. All right, that's my talk on coalition today. Hopefully, we'll have our guests next week, but they just couldn't call in today. Um, and I'm sorry, Becca. I'm just beating the hell out of this, but I, it's 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 just such an easy target. Um, anyways, um, finally, I got two more things to do. We got the calendar. Um, Becca Nichols has done an amazing job building our website, and she's created a calendar that's really easy to participate in. Uh, you can submit an event right there on the calendar page, and it's thsintl.org forward slash calendar, and there's a button right there that says calendar. Click on it. It opens up, and you will see a calendar. Right below the calendar, you'll see um, a field that says submit an event and how to do that, and you just go and click submit. Um, I have seen on Facebook, I don't know how many court hearings and dates and, and things happening, and I keep posting, please put it on our calendar, because that's what I'm going to read on a radio show, that's what I have to talk about. I don't, I can't go all over Facebook and try to find events. That doesn't, there's no sense to that in me. Um, but I do go to our calendar. So I'm looking at the calendar this week, and the only event on the calendar this week is this show, Cup of Joe Radio Show, that is currently in progress. Um, next week, we have on Tuesday the 5th, we have Jury Rights Day, and uh, the headquarters chapter. Um, has pledged to be out at the courthouse in Riverside and contact us if you're interested in participating. Um, I had a few people we've sent uh, postcards to already, 
and I just got a couple of late reminders of, of people that are going to participate. I will get those packages out tomorrow, so you'll have them in plenty of time. If anybody does decide at the last minute they want to participate in a um, jury rights day, it's real simple. You just go to a, a spot where there's going to be people and, um, you know, have some information. Say, hey, would you like to learn about your rights as a juror? And hand them a card and, you know, get 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 yourself informed as to what, jury nullification and jury rights day is all about but it's a simple um it's a simple concept we've talked about it many times uh, if you want to go back a couple of weeks listen to the archive of this show um we talk about it extensively so next tuesday jury rights day next wednesday again from five to seven p.m we have cup of joe radio show right here just like that we'll be talking about things that happen at jury rights day finally on saturday the ninth we have a uh, sort of an annual gathering that uh, Southern California Human Solution uh, folks have, have done historically. And we're going to be meeting um, in Oceanside, California, down at the beach, and we're going to have a family and friends gathering. And we're going to do a little membership drive down there and a little fellowship and just some good old-fashioned hanging out with each other, get to spend some good time. So that's what we got next week. Um, the week of the 16th, we have... Cup of Joe radio show. The week of the 23rd, we have Cup of Joe radio show. And actually, I thought we had, um, I think it's on the 23rd or 24th. I think it's the 23rd. Um, I'm going to actually be up in uh, Canada, um, and we're having an event up there. So I'll be I'll be making sure that gets posted. Uh, so we got a great little chapter in Manitoba that we'll be joining and having a little meet and greet up there, and we're going to be talking about unity in the community. So, well, folks, um, that's what I've got for you today. I was going to be spreading that amongst um, five or six guests and covering the next hour with it, but, uh, oh, wait, we got Mary. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. I just love you. All right, we got non-compliant Mary, our screener and um, amazing individual. I always like to hear what she has to say, and luckily I paid attention just before we cut this thing loose. Mary, welcome to the show. Hi. I just love being here. I love that what we get together <laughs> and we share insights and and help each other through what appears to be a challenging time, which in reality is a time filled with growth and meeting new people and opening up new windows and doors. So as I look at the um, the challenge that we have, you know, that we're here about um, ending prohibition for a medicinal plant, as I have tried to figure out how to do that, I found this thing. It's called Lawfully Yours, and it's put out by some anti-corruption league. And it talks about how we have gone from, um, from regular courts, law of the land, constitutional courts, that we've gone to admiralty courts and the law of the sea, maritime law. And it explains how this happened, and the only thing we can really do about it is – not consent, and it explains what consenting is, and it's not what a lot of us would think, but um, like when you, you stopped on the side of the road for a, a speeding ticket or a taillight violation or um, improperly placed uh, license plate or any of the myriad of things that they can stop us for, that the moment that we sign that citation, we're told it's an acknowledgement that we agree to court, it's really much more than that. It is an acknowledgment that the court has power over us 
that the court then can judge us and judge the situation. Basically, we've given all of our rights away by virtue of that signature. So as I look about this and I hear people say, like you were just saying a few minutes ago, Joe, that there's, you know, it's not a lot we can do right now. I think that there really is a lot that we can do, and it's something that is very doable for each individual person, and that is to educate yourself in whatever way makes sense to you as to what the law is, how it came to be, and what consent is, and how we can vote it out, basically. We're talking about jury nullification. Wonderful way. We really have the power. We've just forgotten it. It's like we've all fallen asleep for a long time, trusting the world around us. And it's a time to not trust the world, not distrust it necessarily, but to question everything. And when we question and we find out what's false and what's real, I just think that there's a lot we can do. And we start by not feeding the beast. I personally intentionally keep my income low so that I'm not paying taxes, taxes that will send bombs, you know, million-dollar bombs to kill people in foreign countries because we want their natural resources. I don't participate in that. Um, you know, when I buy something, there's sales tax. I can't avoid that, but what I can, I do. So I think that we have a lot of power, and all we need to do is start understanding our power and utilizing it. That's my well, thought. Well, I think that... I think that you couldn't have said that better, and I, I hope um, you didn't take away from anything I've said that w there's not anything we can do. I, I'd never want that to be a message, but the, the knowledge is power. That's the key to everything. Yeah. We talk about our, um, you know, how to end prohibition. We need to educate people about it and, and about the thing that's being prohibited. Uh, that's our strength. Nobody in their right yeah. mind would acknowledge prohibition as being a good thing if they understood what was happening. And the right. problem is is we've been hornswoggled, we've been fooled, we've been lied to, we've been we propagandized to the point where people have believed the reefer madness for generations now. And you know, it's 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 what we have to overcome, but the truth is a funny thing. It's just like the sunrise. You know, it comes up and it's bright, it's real. You know, there's a hydrogen um, you know, fusion reaction going on 93 million miles away and it's the truth <laughs> and and you can't deny it even if you want to put your head in a box it's going to get you warm either way and eventually the truth about this plant and the truth about prohibition and, and what's behind it what's caused it what's keeping it alive um, is coming out there and one by one bit by bit people are finding out and as they do understand they find out the reasonable ones the ones that that have open enough minds or, or, or have benevolent enough thoughts, um, they get it. And they, I, I've watched over the last 20 years, I've watched people that were not supportive of cannabis because they believed the lies. As they became to know the truth, I've, I've seen the look in their eye as they had that enlightenment. And there's almost a, literally a, a clearing that comes across their eye as they kind of like – have this look of bewilderment. <laughs> what? Are you <laughs> kidding me? You know, and and it's a, it's it's brilliant. It's amazing. It's a, you know, it, it and, and it's spreading. The problem is, and and this is a big problem. And 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 as much as you know, I love and admire your positivity and your outlook. Um, I also am a realist, and as much as the brightness we create and we make, and I believe that with all my heart, and I know it. I don't have to believe it. I know it. 
um, there is darkness out there as well, the counterpoint to all of this light. And the darkness wants it to be dark, and the darkness wants to oppress and 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 keep things suppressed and 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 stay strong in its darkness. And you know, it's a real foe that that we can beat when we all just stand together, and when we all you know wake up enough and, and understand the power that we have. You know, we've talked for for years about the power of one, and each single one of us. You know, when Michelle Button stood up. And said, "No, I'm not going to take your, you know, your crappy deal. I, let's let's take this to a trial." When you stood up and said, "No, I'm not going to do this," uh, when every single one of us, when when Aaron O'Neill stood up and said, "No," every single time we stand tall and say, "No," when I stood up and said, "No," each time that happens, it's it's a light, it's a lighthouse, and it illuminates everything around it, and everybody that was there that witnessed that. Got, saw it, got inspired by it, and it was a reality that can be perpetuated. It can be spread, and that's that fire that we talk about. That's the, you know, that's 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 the illumination. That's the that's and the, every that's one of us has that. Of, that's what the cool thing. Yes. As you're talking that, I'm hearing this little song go in the back of my head. This little light of mine, I'm gonna <laughs> let it shine. And I just know exactly. every single one of us have that in us. And really, as we walk in, and I've been scared shitless at times at, at, at things, and I there are times I didn't even want to walk the planet anymore. I was so fed up with people and what they do. And equally true is that all we need to do is put our light out there and help others. And the more we help others, everybody gets helped. If everyone reaches out, and it, all I can say is it really works. It, it really it really can make a difference. Just walk through people, talk, open up minds, and and encourage them to ask questions. Well, you know, Mary, it, it, you couldn't have said it better again. And one of the reasons that we've decided to do this show, come hell or high water now, we've, we, you know, for a while we were like, well, we're not going to do it unless we have a good show to do. And then all of a sudden we watched our audience start to dwindle because it would be on, it wouldn't be on, it would be on, it wouldn't be on. And we finally said, you know what? No, this show is worth it. It's a it's a medium, and even if I've got just 10 minutes of something to say, that 10 minutes is worth saying because, you know, all week long goes by. You you have experiences. You think about things. You, you pontificate. You you become aware. You learn. You, you, you Whatever it is, or you want to vent. It doesn't matter. Uh, when you bring people together to share ideas, again, the knowledge is power, and inspiration is power, and, and when – one person can inspire another. You you inspire me constantly. Every time we talk, you inspire me. So I you know I look forward to these opportunities. And so I said, well, you know, if this show can be that vehicle, and and if one person gets inspired a week, and if it's nothing more, even if it's just me, hell, that fires me up to do something good. It's worth it. So you know what? That's yeah. that's what's happening. It's starting to work. We're watching the audience build again. And um, my guess is uh, this shortened show was for a reason. And I'll bet you next week's show is going to be that much better. And, Becca, I'm just giving you a hard time. I love you to death. And we've done this before, and it's happened before. We went through it, too. So, um, <laughs> But I am the oldest of six children, and I find it my inalienable right to torment those that I can. So it's just something I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still get that. <laughs> yep. Exactly. All right, folks. Well, we're going to go ahead and cut it a little bit early today or this this week, and uh, next week's going to be that much more incredible. And 
I thank everybody for coming aboard, paying attention, listening, participating, and until next week, Willie Nelson's got a little something to say. Hi, I'm Willie Nelson, and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse the human solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant. You were always on my mind You were always on my mind With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.